welcome to the High Performer Podcast, where we help you live deeper, perform better, and work smarter so you can experience wild success without compromising your quality of life in the process. I'm your host, Taylor Thompson. I'm a speaker, author, and high-performance business strategist ready to help you make the most of your one life. Ready? Let's dive in. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the High Performer Podcast. And oh, I just got done with some wild tech issues. So we have really been struggling. When I say we, I mean me and my team and my husband has tr- tried to help me all of the things. I not get my microphone to work with my laptop anymore. So it has been frustrating to say the least. And we are just doing it. Like I'm dedicated to this podcast. We are getting it up and out. I think at this point, the only thing that I can do is purchase another laptop, which really is not a priority right now. But the little, like, what am I trying to say? The, like the jack of the laptop is not accepting a lot of like cords and things. So there's something wrong with that. I don't know. Anyways, why that's important to you is for you to know that the audio of the podcast is just going to be a little bit different. Unfortunately, just a little bit less quality than it used to be. So the last maybe three or four episodes I have done without a microphone, just using the microphone of the laptop. And that's what we're just going to have to do from here on out until I get a new laptop. So that's what that means to you. And here we go. (laughs) So I am also super excited. I want to let you know that we do have a couple guest podcast interviews already recorded. And we are going to be putting those out here over the next couple of months. Outside of that, I'm actually going to take some time to do a lot of solo episodes. So a few different things with that. I have so much travel coming up that it makes a lot of sense for me to do a lot of solo episodes because honestly, right now, scheduling is very difficult. And also, a few weeks ago, I think I just kind of had an autoimmune flare-up, potentially from some stress from the winter, and I was just down and out for two days, and that was super frustrating. And yeah, so just planning for that. I'm just heading into a season where I want my schedule to be much more flexible And also, I have been getting some really good feedback off of our solo episodes. So guest episodes will be coming back this summer, but over the next few months, you're going to get a lot of me. And like I said, we have a couple guest podcast interviews already recorded that we are going to drip out over the next couple months. But outside of that, it's me. It's solo episodes. And as you can see from the title of this episode... I am reading chapter two of my book. So if you are new and don't know, I wrote and published a book that launched December 12th of 2023, just a couple months ago. And we hit bestseller status within two hours of launching, which is so incredible. And on the day of the launch, I read chapter one here on the podcast. If you haven't listened to that episode, you can go back to some of the December episodes. I can't remember exactly what episode number it was, but 
It basically, I think it says chapter one somewhere in the title and you can listen to me read chapter one. So that has been one of the best episodes that I have gotten feedback on within this entire podcast. So I've decided that over the next year or so, I'm going to read the whole book on the podcast. And I mean, my book has a lot of chapters in it, so I am not going to do it back to back to back. That would be months of book only content here on the podcast. So I'm going to do one or two episodes a month reading from the book. So I'm super excited about that. And eventually I know I will have an audio book and the audiobook will be available for purchase. But of course, if you want to get the quote unquote audiobook for free, you can listen to it here on the podcast. It's just not going to be back to back to back. And of course, you're going to have me talking, doing some intros and outros of the chapter, all that kind of stuff. So when we do launch the audiobook, which hopefully we will have done by the end of the year, that is a whole other project I'm learning about. You can purchase the audiobook where I am reading it in a much more professional manner from start to finish all the things. But of course, you can always piece it together here on the podcast, which is cool. So here we go. I am going to read chapter two in today's episode, and I'm super excited. So if you have any questions, also, if you have feedback on these episodes where I'm reading the book, please let me know. I love the feedback about chapter one. I got so much amazing feedback, lots of DMs, messages from people. And I got a lot of messages too from people who read the book and they like went back and listened multiple times to me read chapter one, which was really cool. So even if you've read the book, this is just another way of consuming it. If you haven't read the book, this is a great way to piece it around. Of course, I would love for you to purchase the book. The link is below, but the book is titled More Life, How to Escape Busyness, Ditch Burnout and Reconnect to What Matters Most. So let's dig in. More Life Book, Chapter 2, The High Achiever's Dilemma. Those who pursue success at all costs tend to lose the very thing they're actually working toward, a better quality of life. Taylor Thompson. The search for more life. I know what it's like to search for happiness and success through hard work, looking for peace, fulfillment, and significance behind the blood, sweat, and tears Lots and lots of tears. I myself spent so much time doing what I thought I quote unquote should be doing. Checking those boxes, crossing off the tasks on my list, all to end up nowhere near where I wanted to be. Like literally, I didn't even recognize myself or my life. If you feel this too, I see you. I'm a high performer by nature. I have deemed that success is not optional I require it of myself. I love a good challenge. I am addicted to growth because I know there are always outstanding accomplishments on the other side. I'm a firstborn, Aries with a Leo rising, a Neogram 3 manifesting generator human design. I am born for success. And you are too. I am here to experience and achieve all I can and no one will stop me. I wanted the life they showed on Pinterest and in movies, which are so fake, by the way. The life that motivational speakers and authors talked about. This is real, by the way. The full life. In my early to mid-20s, I thought I had it all because I was doing it all. 
the boyfriend, weekends filled with travel, a side hustle I was passionate about, the eight to five corporate job that I felt mm, quote unquote excited about. But on the way to work, my anthem was Independent Woman by Destiny's Child. And on the way home, it was Survivor by Destiny's Child. I thought I was checking all of the boxes for societal success. Win awards in high school, be the leader, excel in sports, check. Go to a university, be president of a student organization, check. Get a good job out of college, check. Get raises and promotions, check. Travel a lot, check. Have a nice car and nice clothes, check. Go to happy hour with friends for drinks and food, check. Spend free time scrolling social media and binging TV, check. And I felt the pressure to check the rest real quick. Get married, have kids, buy a house, and then add everything I wanted to do with my business. Watch out. Write a book, hey, check. Speaking on stage to a crowd of hundreds, check. Launch a podcast, check. Make my first six figures, check. Book five-figure consulting packages, check. Have magazine and press features, check. I had accomplished so much in high school and college, I was addicted to achievement. It gave me hits of dopamine, worth, and value from recognition, attention, and praise. I put myself on the hamster wheel of needing to achieve because who was I if I didn't achieve and work hard? Who even was Taylor Thompson outside of her work? Maybe that all sounds great to you. What's wrong with checking those boxes? The reality, some of the boxes weren't right for me and for others. I just wanted a different version. My job was only okay, hence listening to Survivor on the way home from work. Soon I was living for the weekend, wishing my time away during the workday because I didn't want to be there. The promotions and raises were nice, but I was working more hours than they were paying me for. I traveled a lot, but I wasn't present when I was visiting all these cool places, and it was wreaking havoc on my health. Oh, and of course, I needed to work constantly because I'm an ambitious high achiever, and that's what we do. I had a nice car and nice clothes for which I struggled to stay on budget. Happy hours with quote-unquote friends left me bitter. We drink alcohol, eat unhealthy food, complain about life, and gossip about other people. I'd leave feeling physically ill and just overall gross and wake up with a hangover the next day. Ultimately, I was running myself into the ground, working 50 hours a week at my day job, then spending another 30 hours on my side hustles. If I had any free time, I binge watched Netflix and mindlessly scrolled social media. Marriage? Absolutely. I had the man of my dreams. I still do. And yes, we are married. We had been together since we were 16 and loved each other so deeply that marriage was absolutely on the table, but we didn't want to rush it. There was no sense. He was in chiropractic school 40 hours a week, then traveled on the weekends for continuing education seminars. We told people we wanted to wait until we were more settled, but that never stopped anyone from pressuring us. Kids, maybe, but maybe not. We were unsure now, but the pressure to check the box grows every day. A house? Totally. But on our own time, we decided to skip the starter home and rent until we could afford our dream home, actually in progress now. But again, the pressure to get into debt for something we didn't love wasn't something we were interested in. All of this to say, I was working hard to check all the boxes, but it wasn't the life that I wanted. 
I spent many of my lunch breaks hiding in my car, talking to my mom, sobbing, heart heavy, feeling unfulfilled and insignificant. Like I'd fallen into a melancholy movie and I wasn't even the main character of my story anymore. I was more like an extra or girl in office character in the rolling credits of the movie of my life. If I didn't feel how I wanted to feel after all that hard work, where were those 80-hour work weeks giving me in return? I'll tell you what they gave me in return, mental, emotional, and physical burnout. Attempting to check those boxes and keep busy took away precious time from my loved ones. I was left with scary health issues that I am still recovering from today, and it dimmed my passion for work and life. My health was diminishing and I was operating on fumes. I had an addiction to busyness. I was running around like a chicken with its head cut off and I wasn't present. I couldn't sit still. I would do the bouncy leg thing and needed to be constantly moving. I had no boundaries and the list goes on and on. But I was quote unquote successful by society's definition. So I was fine. Nope, not even. The dilemma. We are wired for action, creation, and the pursuit of greatness, which is fantastic, but there is a downside. Success to most people means improving your quality of life, right? That's why we work so hard to achieve all that we can to live a happy, healthy, high-quality life. However, this is what success costs me. In my pursuit of success, I realized I didn't want everything society told me to want. I had worked hard to achieve something that didn't matter to me, which is unaligned success. In pursuing success, I realized that working hard was not a surefire strategy for success. Old school success strategies. In pursuing success, I lost my health. Burnout. In pursuing success, I wasn't the most attentive or present girlfriend, daughter, sister, or friend. Relationships. In pursuing success, I lost myself. Identity. I lost my quality of life. I was successful, yet I had nothing I was actually working for. Happiness, health, and high quality of life. No matter how many happiness and success boxes I attempted to check, I felt anxious and numb and moments in time became blurry. I was told I would achieve success by putting in all this hard work. Indeed, after years of doing this, I would find what I was looking for, right? But where was my happiness and success? Where was my peace, my fulfillment, my significance? Let me tell you this. You are so much more than the societal boxes to check. I'm curious, was there ever a time when you kept your head down and focused so deeply on some version of success that you lost some of it, some of these things in pursuit? What did it cost you and was it worth it? The irony. Let's explore a couple of perplexing ironies involved in the pursuit of success. One, success without fulfillment. Have you ever felt like you've been chasing success only to realize once you had it, it wasn't aligned with what you really wanted? Have you experienced superficial accomplishments that took days, months, years of your precious life to accomplish and found out that it doesn't actually mean anything to you or others? Success without fulfillment is often not success. Yeah, you have this great big achievement, but how's your personal life? How's your health? How's your long-term fulfillment? Therein lies the dilemma. 
The most common dilemma I see is that many people work so hard for years to get the financial success they desire and realize that they let all the other areas of their lives slip and are silently miserable. But it's not always financial. There's the volunteer project that took up your entire Christmas season and subjected you to some nasty girl drama, but you thought that's what you needed to do to make an impact. Or that big house with the extra space you don't need that you purchased to keep up with the Joneses, and now you're struggling to pay the hefty mortgage. And the stressful job that's led you to utter burnout, but it was a sought-after job for other people, so you felt like you should take it. What is success without happiness, health, relationships, and a good quality of life? What's left? What is success worth if you can't enjoy the fruits of your labor? People pursue success because they want to enjoy what success gives them, but then they feel depleted and lose themselves along the way. They're tired, their health is out of whack, and they can't enjoy what they work so hard for, nearly killing themselves in the process. What good is success if you've lost your relationships and health along the way? Destroying your quality of life to pursue someone else's version of success is the fastest way to a life of regret. You hit a financial goal, so you upgrade your house and car, but you're hardly ever home to enjoy it because you're working and in that nice new vehicle, all you do is run yourself ragged, driving around town for errands, meetings, and so on. You decide to go on that dream vacation you can finally afford, but you have to work late nights and early mornings to pull it off, and you end up working while you're on that vacation. Two, success without quality of life. On your way to unaligned success, you diminish your quality of life in the process. You achieve success and cannot enjoy it because you always feel tired, sick, and burned out. You borrow from the bank of your health, taking out loans on stress and sleepless nights, hopping on the caffeine and melatonin cycle to work for something that doesn't really matter to you in the end, then finally realizing your health matters the most, but you've diminished it in the pursuit of success. And is success worth this price? No. No, it's not. Nothing is worth losing your quality of life. Or worse, you never experience the desired success and still lose your quality of life. You hit your next goal and then you're on to the next one and the next one and you never stop to celebrate the amazing things you did. This is the high achievers hamster wheel onto the next achievement, the next one and the next one. When will it end? There is always more to do, room to grow, things to optimize, things to achieve, but when will it be enough? When will you be fulfilled? And have you set your standards for what fulfillment looks like in your life? Maybe you're thinking, this is just the way I am. No, it's how you've conditioned yourself and you hold the power to change it. The high achiever's dilemma. The high achiever's dilemma is that Work so hard going after something we think will bring us great quality of life that we lose our quality of life in pursuit of it. Crazy, right? We lose the very thing we're working toward. Working hard every day, chasing success, and subscribing to an always-on work culture is no way to live the entirety of our lives. And every time we achieve, we move on to the next achievement, oftentimes without even taking time to celebrate or fully process the fantastic thing that we just did. And yeah, life is in the future, and I know that you're working hard for that, but life is also now, and it's meant to be lived. If you think about some of the world's most successful people, you'll realize 
they all hit a point where they burned out and their success really doesn't matter. And then they completely change their life. Take, for example, Ariana Huffington, co-founder of the Huffington Post, now HuffPost, and founder and CEO of Thrive Global. She worked herself nearly to death, learned from it, and now advocates for sleep and health above all else. The crumbling and confrontation. The reality of my own high achievers dilemma hit me like a freight train in June of 2020. More on this later. And ultimately, I decided to do something about it. But it wasn't that simple. It was more of a slow drip. In the spring of 2021, some significant signs pushed me to the edge. I have always been open to healing, receiving, and doing whatever I can to rid of what no longer serves me and remove the things that are holding me back. One of the modalities I love is Reiki. I like to lie in bed for Reiki sessions because I love to be comfy. One day I hopped on Zoom to connect with my amazing Reiki healer, and when she asked me what was going on, I answered the way any emotional bypassing Enneagram 3 would. Everything's great, I said. I'm ready to receive whatever I need. So we got started, and she began by pulling an oracle card for me. As she shuffled the cards, I did my best to relax and be ready for whatever message I needed. She pulled the card, paused, and stared in awe. The crumbling, she said finally. Taylor, I've used this deck for two years, multiple times every week. I've never pulled this card. I felt it. I knew at my core what it meant. I started to tremble as she asked me if the card resonated with me. Wanting to keep my emotions close to my chest and pretend everything was okay, wanting to stay positive, I said, yes, it does. It hit me deeply. I admitted out loud that what I had been doing for 10 years was not working that I wanted better, that the foundation I had built my life on was entirely wrong. I knew then that I needed to let myself and my life crumble to be in the crumble so I could rebuild anew. I needed to leave behind what wasn't working and keep only what was. Jumping off the cliff was the only way to the other side. The question at the end really got me. What are you clinging to for fear of nothing to come take its place? Wow. Just wow. It rang so true for me. I needed to let go of the beliefs I had been clinging to for dear life in burnout. We hold on to good in case there's no great. But let me tell you, there is great. And after great, there is greater. And after greater, there is greater than that. Life can always be greater than it is now, but don't let that rob you of the greatness you do have now. You can always deepen your life experience and make it more of what you want. I ended up taking an extra slow path to transformation. I decided it was something I would do later because other things felt more important at the time, as if our quality of life isn't the most essential thing. A few months later, I was in Cave Creek, Arizona with my mom, grandma, and sister-in-law. We wandered in and out of some super cute shops and found a fantastic one with crystals, cards, and clothes. I was looking at all the cool things near the register and noticed an Oracle card deck. I picked it up, admiring the beautiful artwork on the cards, and the shop owner asked if I wanted a card pulled. Of course, I said. She pulled a card for me, and it was the Wild Boar. I stood there, curious, as she read me the passage in the book about the boar. It was all about confrontation. 
If the wild boar has charged into your cards today, you are being asked to confront anything or anybody you have been avoiding. If you have been procrastinating, wild boar is reminding you to quit avoiding the inevitable. It was true. I had been avoiding myself and I was procrastinating the inevitable. Later that evening, after a nice family dinner in Scottsdale, we drove back to my grandparents' house and sure enough, we saw a wild boar crossing the street. There was no more avoiding it. It could not have been more clear to me. If you love signs, my advice is don't wait for them. I wish I would have listened sooner. After all, everything amazing we have in our life, we wish we would have done sooner, right? You may think signs are boo honky, and that's fine. You don't need a sign. This book is your sign. The fact that you picked it up and are reading these words right now is your sign to make a change, or in this case, listening to the book. After that trip, I took some time to peel back the layers of external conditioning from society's expectations and formalities of what life is. Once I got clarity on these two things, what I truly wanted and who I truly wanted to be, and integrated them into my daily life, I found the zest for life that I always wanted. Anxiousness was replaced with peace. Numbness was replaced with appreciation. And instead of blurred time, I can now hold on to moments and really feel them. I went from feeling the need to be busy all the time to working fewer hours, making more money, and actually helping more people. And this wasn't just with work. I applied my learning to every major area of my life. When it came to my finances, I went from stressed out scarcity mindset to understanding that money is an unlimited resource that flows to me anytime and anywhere. My relationships went from passive interactions when we had time to spare to present, mostly phoneless conversations and deep connections. My spirituality went from, I don't really know anything about that to, wow, I can see how everything is connected and I feel the higher power within me. My health went from bedridden fatigue and illnesses to having all the energy I need, even without caffeine. I went from believing that'll never happen for me to knowing I have no limits in this life. My marriage went from I love this man in our relationship to heart-melting hugs, daily intimacy, and a profound connection that I believe to be better than anything you see in the movies. And I share this not to brag, but to show you that what's possible for me is possible for you too. Of course, it hasn't been easy. I felt myself slipping back into unhealthy version of success and busyness a time or two. Still, The time I'm actually in that space gets shorter and shorter thanks to a powerful intention, a deep why, and a disciplined pursuit of more life. The resolution. That congruence of living in my values and desires and stepping into my personal power and highest self brought the more life I was always seeking. And I want you to find this for yourself too. No matter how much money you have, how many houses you own, what car you drive, if you have a boat or not, what shoes you wear or the designer bag you have, it won't be enough to fill the emptiness in your life. Spoiler alert, the hole in your heart is not shaped like a Range Rover, although mine feels like that sometimes. The only things that can heal that void are the love, compassion, grace, and forgiveness that you give to yourself. You can have a great time at social gatherings, take amazing photos of all the places you travel to or famous people you meet and get a ton of love on the gram. But when your head hits the pillow at night and everything goes quiet, you'll feel that void. You can try to suppress it by filling up your calendar and adding more to your to-do list, but you can only run for so long. Achievement will not cure a sense of unworthiness. 
Inner work is the only thing that can help you with that. And this book is a great start. Integration. To integrate the chapter of this book, I recommend the following. Number one, reflect on your current relationship with success and achievement. Two, get honest with yourself about how things really are. Three, create your definition of success. All right, high performer, I hope that you loved this chapter of More Life, the best-selling book, and I am super excited to continue on this journey over the next year or so, reading every chapter of my book to you here on the podcast. If you have not purchased the book yet, you can find the link below. Everything that you need is there. If you have read the book, I would love absolutely if you could leave a review on Amazon. That is one of the best ways that you can support me in this book and even share this podcast episode on social media. If you know somebody who really needs these messages, please, please share these episodes with them so it can help change their life. All right, high performer. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us this week on another High Performer episode. Podcasts are so freaking amazing, but one of the things I dislike about podcasts is that it's kind of a one-way street, and I want to connect with you. I would love it so much if you would send me a DM on Instagram at Thompson, telling me what you loved about today's episode. Thank you again for joining me, and I can't wait for you to catch next week's episode.